So this is a podcast for Archives of Disease and Childhood for the Fetal and Neonatal Edition. I'm Martin Ward-Platt, I'm the Senior Editor for Archives, and I've got with me Neil Marlowe, a senior author of the paper on Epicure 2, and we're going to discuss Epicure 2 for this podcast. So Neil, can I ask you to start with, just tell us what was the Epicure 2 study? Uh, thank you, Martin. Um, Epicure 2 was a, an epidemiological study of all births um, between 22 and 26 weeks of gestation within England in the calendar year of 2006. It follows on from a previous study we did in 1995 across the whole British Isles. And the importance of this study is that we've collected all information on pregnancies that deliver within those extremely low gestational age ranges. And we've looked at survival, we've looked at outcome, and in this we look at the influence of your place of your birth. Okay, and one of the things that really struck me about this paper was the fact that this tells us information from booking onwards, which is important, but also it tells us about all these fetuses who were alive at the onset of labour. Yes, we... In looking at the influence of where you were born in terms of the expertise of the hospital, we decided that we would start the population, or use as a denominator, the population where the fetus was known to be alive at the admission of the woman um, prior to when she delivered. And thus measure the outcome of the whole maternity pathway, depending on where that pathway led the mother and the baby. Absolutely. And we had an advantage that we also knew where the woman had booked. Of course. So would you like to just highlight the key findings from the paper? The key findings are based around, mainly around survival. And it, survival is improved where uh, women are delivered in level three neonatal units or neonatal intensive care units using new parlance. The key thing, and we, we actually first noted that relatively few babies were born in level one or special care units, which is what we would hope, but that only 59% of the whole population were actually born within the level three services that had a neonatal intensive care unit. That is our recommendation following on from the neonatal toolkit and is part of our national recommendations. And therefore, in 40% of cases, we're failing to get women to be delivered in the right environment. Therefore, it was really important to study what the influence of the environment was on the outcome for the baby. Overall, we noticed that there was a reduction in mortality for those babies that were delivered in level three services. But not just any three, any level three service. Well, yes, we went then on further to split the level three services into those that had higher activity and lower activity. Um, we actually did this by first sitting down and decided what we would consider a higher and low act, lower activity units and um, lightened on a definition which included um, the number of babies that were ventilated each year, the number of days that babies were ventilated each year, and the number of supporting consultants with time dedicated to neonatal intensive care unit. 
And when we looked at that, we found that survival was improved further in the larger neonatal intensive care units. I found that very striking. Uh, I think perhaps the other striking finding to me was the uh, safety of postnatal transfer. Yes. Uh, when we'd looked at um, our population in 1995, babies that had been transferred after birth really had a relatively poor outcome. But in um, this study, where we have a good handle on all the transfers, antenatally or neonatally, it was quite clear that the neonatal transfers had a very similar survival and outcome um, to those babies um, who were looked after in level three units. I think this is really important because it overturns a lot of previous assumptions. There had been data around, of course, for quite a long time, suggesting that in well-organised services, postnatal transfer didn't necessarily have to cre uh, create a disadvantage. But I think what you've shown is that the disadvantage associated with level two units is to do with an earlier part of the care pathway, but not due to the postnatal transfer itself. That's right, that's right. And also, of course, remember that since 2000, we have steadily developed professional um, standalone neonatal transfer services, which weren't there in 1995. Absolutely. You made the point about the neonatal toolkit, but of course, um, a study looking at babies in 2006 won't have really looked at post-toolkit implementation in quite the same way that things might be looked at now. So it would be interesting to hear what your thoughts are in relation to how things may have changed since then, although I appreciate that Epicure 2 does not contain those data. No, no. Well, it's important to look at what's happened since 2006. And actually, it's quite difficult because um, the reason we had to do Epicure 2 as a research study was that we needed to capture the whole pathway. And we don't have a data system that does that. We found that um, around 59% of babies were delivered in level three services in Epicure 2. But if we then take a different denominator and take those admitted to the neonatal unit, it's around 70% of admissions to, to, for neonatal care that were delivered in a level three service. In fact, if we look at our own national data at the moment, we're still haven't improved on that. In fact, the data range over the last three years from 67 to 69%. Yes, that's, that's very interesting, isn't it? Um, people will be wondering, I guess, that um, Epicure 1, Epicure 2 were about 10 years apart. How would you say that Epicure 2 um, stood in relation to, to Epicure 1? Well, I mean, it was really difficult designing a new study because we wanted to do it as similarly as we could to the old study but of course things have changed and there were things that we didn't quite get right in the first study when we did them which was mainly around our data collection in pregnancy and about the pathway um, and so really we could only start from admissions to neonatal intensive care for really solid data and what had happened before we we only had for those babies that were admitted and babies that died in the delivery room or um, were stillborn we had very little data on at all so in Epicure 2 we had a lot of that data and um, that's what gives it its strength um, and 
Interestingly, when one's trying to compare level two with level three services, the first comment is that we only transfer out the good pregnancies who are likely to survive. And that's certainly true that babies who um, are born after antenatal transfer have a better outcome than those that are not transferred antenatally. Um, and that may well be because they're considered to they're of lower gestation, they're considered to have less good pro- prognosis and that it seems unwise to transfer them in that situation. Um, however, what we also were able to do was to look back at booking. And intriguingly, and I don't know the answer to this, uh, as to why this has happened, those pregnancies that had booked in a level two service actually had a a higher mortality than those that were booked in a level three service. So I think when we're looking at this whole area, we have to remember that this is not just neonatal care, this is perinatal care, includes our obstetric fetal medicine midwifery colleagues as well as neonatologists. Yes, and I think that's a a crucial aspect. Uh, Presumably Epicure 2's cohort will be um, followed up. Um, Of course, there will be developmental outcome information yet to come. Do you envisage any longer-term follow-up for these children? Well, we've already published the data on three-year outcomes, and we are currently working up a funding application to look at this population again. We saw the original population at 6 and 11 years of age, but um, looking at the changes between 6 and 11, there's relatively little. And therefore, I think we can probably do with a a single assessment at around about 8, 9 years of age, which we're currently planning. Well, that sounds very exciting. Well, Professor Neil Marlowe, thank you very much indeed for joining me for this podcast. Thank you. Thank you.